Eric Metaxas Show with your host, Eric Metaxas. Folks, I warned you that if you were bad, we would punish you by having John Zmirak on this program. And he's going to give you what fur he's he's going to he's going to lay into you about some stuff. Uh, or maybe he'll just share what he's been writing at stream.org, stream.org, stream.org. John, welcome to the program. Thanks, Eric. As usual, I am the wrath of God. I am the Assyrians who you, you punish your listeners with. Yes, that's right. I said, I'm going to release the Kraken, release the Zmirak, whatever I need to do. <laughs> because there are people, I should share this on the program. There are people who have not yet gone to metaxastalk.com to give to ADF. Oh. And I want to. I want to guilt trip them into going and giving to support religious liberty in America. So uh, that's why I'm having you on, John. Now, by the way, John, if people are watching this on video, they can see behind you a Hieronymus Bosch horror. Uh, What specifically? uh, (laughs) It's a detail from the Garden of Earthly Delights, and it's a little section of hell. And I think if you look at to my to my upper left, you can see a pig in a nun's habit attacking a sinner trying to chew off his ear. Isn't that charming? Um, I thought it was suitable, given that we're talking about current politics in America. I prefer Van Gogh. OK, so uh, actually, no, but there's nobody like Hieronymus Bosch. And let's thank God for that. Um, this you were talking just, about religious liberty. We're to, pardon me. You were talking about religious liberty in ADF. Of course. And, uh, um, in my latest piece at stream.org, how are woke cultural Marxists are building a new Berlin Wall? OK, we're going to Sam- talk about that first. And then we're going to talk about the article that I read last night, which is a seminal essay. Very important uh, that people okay. are aware it's of. Actually, it. they're both part of chapter one of my new book, which is about to come out. Called no second, no, no second amendment, no first, no second amendment, no first is about the intrinsic connection between the human person as conceived by the Christian worldview and the right of self-defense resistance to tyranny that's encoded in the second amendment. So gun rights flow directly and inexorably from the Christian view of the human person. If you get rid of either one, the other goes away. And if you don't believe that, A, you're wrong. B, you need to read John's essays and the book because it is really an amazing connection. I mean, it's not that people maybe haven't made this over the years, but certainly not in a book where they actually explain it the way you do. Okay, John, let's start with the first article, stream.org, the title, and go ahead. Yeah, the title is How Our Woke Cultural Marxists Are Building a New Berlin Wall. And in it, I talk about how Lenin and Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin and Mao, they tried to create a totalitarian society by seizing control of the government and then using the government to force all of civil society, the private institutions, the schools, the banks, the businesses, the churches, force them all into compliance with their totalitarian worldview. Antonio Gramsci was an Italian Marxist who was in one of Mussolini's prisons, and he wrote that this was the wrong way to go about it, that this would not last. And he was right. It didn't. The Berlin Wall fell. He said you should infuse all of civil society from the churches to the banks to the businesses with Marxism. 
And then the government will power will fall into your hands and there will be no resistance because you will already have colonized the churches, the banks, the universities, all the media. They will already be in sympathy. So then you will have a totalitarian society that lasts indefinitely. And that is what the left has been doing since 1968. Okay, and folks, that is what is called cultural Marxism. I've used that term many, many, many times on the program. And John has just explained it. You have this figure, Gramsci. Now, imagine this is where, you know, the devil doesn't really care whether he gets you on the quote unquote right or the quote unquote left. Bad people, whether it's Mussolini or the enemies of Mussolini, uh, you have Mussolini, fascist dictator, imprisoning, you know, the Bolshevik, uh, whatever, the Soviet uh, communist types who are evil in a different way. And one of them, Gramsci, um, comes up with what John has been describing, and it's brilliant, and it is happening now in America. And I want to be clear, who brought Gramsci's ideas at Notre Dame to America, John? uh, Pete Buttigieg's father was chairman of the International Gramsci Association. Ladies and gentlemen, did we make that up? No. Pete Buttigieg, who was dog catcher of South Bend, Indiana, or whatever he was, and he's now become what? What is he, vice president yet? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Pete Buttigieg, Maybe who's in the cabinet of the, of the fake president, uh, his father brought these ideas of Gramsci, cultural Marxism, to America. And John is explaining to us how Gramsci figured out, you know what? This hardcore Marxism, it really doesn't work that effectively. Why don't we try this? And they have been trying this, the long march through the institutions. And John, you're quite right. We're like ripe fruit now. Like this is not hard for them. Why is this worse? This is actually worse than what they had in the Soviet Union, because when you when when a totalitarian ideology is imposed from the top down, there people have means to resist it. Uh, some of those businesses and banks and churches will be dissidents. But when, when you colonize and corrupt those institutions first and only then do you start, I don't know, arresting pro-lifers at their homes with rifles and uh, <laughs> stealing elections, all the centers of opposition have already been conquered. So they're eager to cooperate. So say on election night, all the networks, including Fox, all report that, oh, chairman of the Communist Party wins 99% of vote in purely honest election. That terrible, terrible feeling you had when even Fox News was in on the election steal, that sense of, oh, my God, the fix is in. We live in communist Romania now. That is culture. That's cultural Marxism. And I want to give a particularly disgusting example because, you know, that's what I like to do. Right. You know who Sam Brownback is? I certainly know who Sam Brownback is, right? Dangerous right wing extremist. Yes, I would call him a friend. But seriously, Sam Brownback is the nicest guy in the world. He's the former governor of Kansas, maybe the nicest state. And he's a former senator. No one has ever plausibly accused Sam Brownback of being 
some heavily armed Christian nationalist. Right? No, this, like and this. this is a fact. Sam Brownback uh, really is one of the nicest guys in America, certainly in, in leadership. So tell us about Sam. All right. So Chase Manhattan Bank. Do you think of that as a hotbed of cultural Marxism? Well, you should. Uh, Sam Brownback wrote last week in the Washington Examiner, he's got this organization, the National Committee for Religious Freedom. It's nonpartisan and nonsectarian. It has Christian, Hindu, Jewish, Mormon, and Muslim members, but it promotes religious freedom around the world. Chase Manhattan Bank cancels their bank account after just three weeks and informs them they will not do business with them anymore. And that causes all sorts of rippling problems like their rent and paying their bills because their bank account has been suddenly canceled. Brownback's representative goes to the bank and says, can you explain why? And is told that the reasons for the decision are secret, but it came from corporate headquarters. He continues to raise a stink like, what did we do? that our bank suddenly won't do business with us. And this is what happens. Somebody from Chase reaches out to Brownback, uh, to his executive director and says, they'd be willing to reconsider doing business with the religious freedom group if they would provide their donor list, a list of political candidates they intended to support, and a full explanation of the criteria by which they choose those candidates. Okay, folks, we're going to a break. This is Evil. We'll be right back. Talking to John Zmirak, uh, who has a couple of pieces that you're obliged to read at stream.org. John, you just shared a really chilling thing on the other side of the break about Sam Brownback, one of the nicest guys in the world. Uh, he he works for religious liberty in America. And you said and I mean, around would, the world and, and around, around the world. And he was a senator in Kansas. Good guy. I've met him many times. He looks like. Uh, like Greg Brady. And I got to tell you what you just said, you need to repeat it because this is chilling. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't get involved, however you can get involved in any of these things in fighting against this evil, this is amazing to me that I'm living through this right now. It really is like something out of my Bonhoeffer book. You can't believe that this is happening. So go ahead. Chase Manhattan Bank canceled the bank account with no warning of Sam Brownback's group that promotes religious freedom around the world. Wouldn't explain the reasons. It was all done by corporate headquarters. They said their reasons were secret. But then after he kept complaining, they sent them, they got in touch with them and said, we might consider reconsider doing business with you, but we need to know who gives you money and what political candidates you support and why you support them. Think about that. Your bank deciding whether or not you get to have a bank account. Because remember, these banks all work in sync with each other so that like remember when uh, Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter, he was kicked off Facebook the next day. These they're private corporations, but they all work in sync. These lemmings run together. The gathering swine go straight downhill together. They don't none of them change course. They influence each other. So what you're seeing is civil society 
businesses, banks, universities, and churches and schools, all acting as if we already lived under a communist dictatorship and they were in charge of enforcing the party line that the secret police lays down. You don't even need government tyranny to be to be oppressed and suffocated in such a society. And when libertarian idiots say, like David French, say, well, Twitter's a private company. It can do whatever it wants. Oh, really, David? Would you be okay if Twitter embraced racial discrimination and wouldn't hire people of a certain race? Well, no, because you don't really believe in freedom of association and freedom of contract, do you, David? You just believe in helping the Democrats. Well, it is amazing, John, because we, you know, I always want to get people tracking here. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about globalist elites who are pushing forward cultural Marxism. They're in lockstep. They're at Citibank. They're at YouTube. They're at Google. They're at Facebook. They're at Twitter. They are in all these huge corporations that you would think would be neutral, would be pro-American. Not anymore. So if you do not do everything you can to fight against them now, and, and in, in my book, Letter to the American Church, I'm talking specifically to church leaders, to Christian leaders. How can you possibly stand by? How ignorant can you be when, when you hear these stories? We're talking about religious liberty right now. John Zmirek is just sharing about how they went after Sam Brownback for what? For what? For opposing for- the persecution of Christians in the Middle East and Africa, probably. That was probably it. That's Islamophobic. It's Islamophobic to say that ISIS shouldn't be able to kidnap women and make them sex slaves. That's Islamophobic. So if you oppose that, you're the extremist, not ISIS. Um, how does this happen? How does this get enforced, you might ask? Uh, social pressure. Yeah. One of the if you want to be if you want to work at Citibank, you don't just want the salary. You want acceptance. You want to be part of America's upper middle class. You you want your friends and neighbors to like you. You want to have professional respect. You want to be invited to things. You want to be able to go to the country club. Essentially, they have made the price of admission to the upper middle class in America ideological acceptance of cultural Marxism. Ironically, to rise in the bourgeoisie, you have to at least mouth the pieties of Marxism. All right. But let's be clear. This is exactly how the Nazis took over, folks. This is how you take over. You say to people, you want uh, that stuff that you want? Well, we can give it to you. You just do this and this and this. okay? And if you don't, you're in big trouble. So a lot of people either do nothing or they go along with it, but they don't fight it. And we're here to tell you, if you do not fight this in one way or the other, if you don't rise to this occasion, you are morally no different than the people who look the other way as the Nazis took over. And by the way, this is before they were butchering the Jews in the death camps, because it starts slowly as evil takes power. They don't let you know what they're going to do in five years or 10 years. They just want to get power first and want to take the guns from you and want to take the rights from you and want to change the laws. So if you don't fight against it now, you are guilty, which reminds me we're doing this fundraiser for the Alliance Defending Freedom. One way you can fight this. Okay, we were talking about religious liberty and Sam Brownback. Go to metaxastalk.com and click on the banner for ADF. 
please, folks, this is one thing you can do. One thing you can do. Go to metaxastalk.com, click on the banner for ADF. But that's just one thing. There's a lot more here. But if we in America don't all wake up and all get in this battle to save liberty and truth and justice for all, we are guilty. I want to be really clear, folks. We're not We've just guilty. Been guilty. We're, we're next. OK, we're next. <laughs> if we can't appeal to your conscience, let me appeal to your fear, to your naked desire for self-preservation. You are next. They are coming for you next. And if you let them pick off all your potential allies and defenders first, you deserve it when they haul you off to the gulag. And I will laugh from the gulag camp where I will already be. <laughs> Well, I, I want to say uh, that's the famous poem by Martin Niemöller. You know, first they came for the so-and-so and I was not a so-and-so and I didn't say anything. Uh, and then they came for the so-and-so, the communist. I was not a communist and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a communist. And and then this is where we are now. It's what cancel culture is. And it's how, um, you know, what now it's globalist cultural Marxism. But the point is, it is the forces of evil, the enemies of liberty, the enemies of justice. This is how they operate and they will get away with it unless people wake up in time, which is to say now and fight back with everything that they have. One thing I would suggest is anytime you hear someone make a charge that someone or something is racist, assume that's a lie. And the person speaking is a malicious piece of garbage who you should be worried about. Because 99% of what is called racism in America is actually just patriotism, traditional conservatism, free market, pro-family. Racism is the all-purpose smear that our enemies use to try to destroy us. And when you hear the word used, you should be suspicious of the person using it. And their motives, what do they have to gain? They might be be getting paid directly by George Soros. In some cases, they're literally cashing a check directly from George Soros. In other cases, they're just power hungry or stupid or cowardly or not very not very bright. But in any case, the word racism should be a red flag. Anyone who's using it is probably a cultural Marxist, unless they're talking about like, slavery or actual segregation or real genuine racism. But 99% of the time, it's just a buzzword like people calling people witches during the Salem witch trials. Um, this, um, the articles that you've written about this, John, they're at stream.org. I tell everyone uh, if you want a great news source, I recommend stream.org and the pieces that you write, John, are they're seminal. They really help us understand what is what is happening, because I, I kind of if you think about, you know, the, the most of the garbage that's at places, you know, uh, some of the better places like Fox News dot com, it's, it's so shallow. They don't get into really why these things are happening. Right. And that's what you do. You're helping people understand that. That's what we try to do um, on this program. Well, thanks, Eric. Well, it's true. Uh, both, in fact, both pieces that you are referencing today um, do this. Help us understand uh, what is cultural Marxism and how do they manipulate us through the culture um, so that, you know, we can't resist. There's still time to resist, folks. But I'm, I'm warning you, if you don't wake up now, 
Um, and I've been saying it all around the country, talking about my new book, that it is the most horrifying to me that people who call themselves Christians are turning a blind eye to every single one of these kinds of things, whether it's young people being raped at our border because cartels and others uh, have gotten involved. There's there's so much evil, so many fronts in this battle. We all have to get involved. It's a republic if you can keep it. We have to keep it. We have to get involved. Whatever you can do, there's all kinds of things you can do. We try to to let you know more and more, please do those things. Uh, as I said, one thing you can do, I'm begging you, is go to metaxastalk.com. Give something to the Alliance Defending Freedom. These folks are heroes. Do what you can. We'll be right back. Blow your horn. Hey, folks, welcome back. It's hour two of today's show. I'm talking to John Zmirak, uh, and I want to remind you, please go to metaxastalk.com and give to the Alliance Defending Freedom, please, because they are fighting for you and for our liberties in America. They are heroes, and we got to support the heroes. John, uh, you've written a number of pieces at stream.org. Um, one of them uh, has to do with the threat of nuclear war, um, it, can you just touch on yeah. that? Because sometimes I have to avert my eyes. It's too horrible yeah. to think that the jugheads in Washington are bringing us to the brink of nuclear war. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, what, what do you suppose is going on? Um, I think on the one hand, they're trying to scare people and they're there. I think we might see an October surprise if the Democrats are really afraid that, they, that they're going to lose big in the midterm elections and they can't get away with stealing the elections, I wouldn't put it past them to engage in nuclear brinksmanship with Russia in order to find some way to justify corrupting or canceling or hijacking the, that election. Um, I put nothing past these people because they know that if serious conservatives ever arrive in office, they will go to prison. People like Peter Stroke, people like Andrew Weissman belong behind bars for the rest of their lives. They know it. And they know that if anybody decent ever gets in power, if we ever have like an attorney general, Sidney Powell, which is what I've been advocating for a long time, these people will be in prison where they belong. They know they belong in prison. So they're terrified of losing power. It's like some Central American dictatorship. If you're not in power, you're in prison because this is a banana republic now. So the, the piece I wrote most recently, Tony Bobolinsky proves it. Our elites. Oh, I'm sorry. We were talking about the World War One thing. Um, I've got a piece at stream.org called An Open Letter to Joe Biden by the Monarchs Who Started World War One. And it's a joint letter from Kaiser Wilhelm, Kaiser Franz Josef, and Tsar Nicholas II, all writing from the afterlife about what a good <laughs> idea World War I seemed at the beginning. You yeah, know, your, stuff is, they, your stuff is so clever that that's part of the that's part of your problem. OK, you're so smart and clever that a lot of people won't get the joke. It is hilarious, folks. Uh, the idea that the folks that, you know, unleashed hell on the world 100 plus years ago in their stupidity are writing a letter to warn Joe Biden not, not to, to take the same. the same steps <laughs> that they did. But it's worth it's a good education. Um, but, John, look, 
this really happened. We it's yeah. hard for us to comprehend yeah. that these idiots got us into World War One. I World mean, it, War I, one didn't it's never just, made sense. World War One didn't just kill 20 million people. It destroyed Western civilization. It dechristianized Europe. It is responsible for hideous modern architecture, which is a particular pet peeve of mine. World War One dis- discredited and destroyed traditional Christian institutions in the minds of millions of people who then went on to embrace communism, fascism, Freudianism, eugenics, all the crazy isms of the 20th century. They all began in the misery and destruction of World War One, because World War One was brought on by a bunch of Christian monarchies that allegedly believed in just war theory, that allegedly believed lesson of the peacemakers. So that the carnage and horror of World War One, of poison gas being used on human beings as if they were insects, the grinding, pointless slaughter over nothing. It was nothing at stake in World War One. None of the sides had any, were, were in the right. None of them had justice on their side. It was a snuff farce. It was a war about nothing. It was the Seinfeld of wars. Uh, but it killed 20 million people and it destroyed Western civilization. So what right. do we what, what do we let, let me just ask you just for educational yeah. purposes. I've always uh, f- felt that, but I don't know uh, as much about it as you do. In a word, what were they thinking, the leaders who were prosecuting this yeah. war? What would they say in the middle of this mess? What do well, you the think Russian- they were thinking? The Russian and the Austrian monarchy were both in danger of being overthrown by their people. So that each of them wanted a war to strengthen patriotism and unify people around the monarchy. Germany thought it ought to be the leader and dominant force in continental Europe uh, that had been, it, and it deserved to lead the continent of Europe and that this had been denied it for too long because Germany, remember, had been fragmented for hundreds of years. Germany finally would come into its own and be the leader of Europe. But, but the problem is I, I can't think of, you know, the Kaiser as a Napoleonic figure or a Hitlerian figure. Well, not Hitlerian. No, no. He thought it was time for Germany to displace France as the leading country in Europe and for Germany to compete with Britain as the leading commercial power around the world. And France and Britain wanted to keep Germany down. They wanted to prop Russia up. I mean, these were none of these were major world changing ideals. There was there was no higher cause at stake, as there is no higher cause at stake between Russia and Ukraine today. They are two corrupt Slavic kleptocracies that imprison their opposition. They are morally indistinguishable. Ukraine does not represent democracy and freedom. And Russia is not the Soviet Union and it's not Nazi Germany. And the people who are saying otherwise are lying to you because they work for arms companies or they they are fanatical kind of jihadist neoconservatives who who want to wage a holy war on behalf of an America that is castrating its kids, killing its unborn babies and flooding its teenagers with porn.
final segment with our friend John Zamirak. And we were just uh, off the air now, you know, laughing at the horror of of what John is just saying. And and I was saying, you know, or John was asking, yeah, how does he how does he live with this stuff in his head? And then he answered his own question, the dogs. And I was just uh, in the Dallas area a few weeks ago and got to see both beagles and the joy that those dogs bring. It's kind of amazing. It's God's mercy to you and to all of us in a way, because I think that they help uh, keep you sane in the midst of the surrounding madness. That's right. I say, well, I didn't rescue the dogs. The dogs rescued me. Oh, okay. So we were going to talk about one more piece. Tony, Tony Bobolinsky. Yeah, you have an article piece. about this is one of the uh, principal business partners of Hunter Biden. Right. Uh, go ahead. So the piece is called Tony Bobolinsky proves it. Our elites corrupted America, be, perhaps beyond redemption. And the, and the image is a whale rotting on the beach, which I propose as the new American flag for Joe Biden's America should be a dead whale uh, decaying on the beach because that corruption is what we what we heard when when Tucker Carlson interviewed Tony Bobolinsky. We heard all sorts of details about the Biden crime family and their engagement with with communist Chinese businesses controlled by the Chinese government, uh, their secret deals, influence peddling, just really squalid stuff you would expect from like Honduras in the 1950s. The United Fruit Company giving an envelope full of $20 bills to a guy with a really bad mustache. Uh, But the worst part of this that, that I could see, Tucker cuts to footage of Mark Zuckerberg testifying before Congress, admitting that the FBI came to him 10 days before the 2020 election and told him to censor all information about the Hunter Biden laptop. And so he did it. The secret police goes to the media, tells them not to not to report an information that would help the opposition against the regime. So they don't. So they obey. This is what happens in Belarus. This is what happens in in the uh, Venezuela and in communist Nicaragua. We are living under a secret police that act like the East German Stasi. And the deep state is the most fundamental threat to our freedom. I would rather be run by the North Koreans than by the American deep state, because the North Koreans at least would be incompetent, I think. Well, um, well, the North Koreans make no pretense uh, whether they are evil or they are, you know, openly atheistic and cruel. Uh, Our elites act like, no, we're the good guys and they are uh, profoundly and wicked, profoundly evil. John, um, when you talk about the FBI going to Zuckerberg and saying we have to suppress this information, they said it was Russian disinformation. Right. When they know that it's not that it's true and that what we didn't know was the deep state. But now we call it the deep state. Folks, these are evil anti-American forces. You are the enemy. We the people are the enemy of these monsters who use our taxpayer money to oppress us and to suppress the truth. I can't believe I'm living at a time where this is true, much less that I'm on a radio program talking about it. But there's there's not much to say. 
this is true. The information is out there. The only question is whether we, the people, will be able um, to fight against it. I believe if we fight against it with everything we have, God will give us victory. But if we continue to drift along and say, well, uh, somebody else will fight that battle, then we deserve to lose our liberties. Uh, It's another uh, time for me to remind you, go to metaxastalk.com. The Alliance Defending Freedom banner is there. We've got to do everything we can. Folks, imagine if you would lose every penny you have, your voice, your guns, everything in a year. What would you do today? Would you take some of that money and say, well, maybe I better help these guys who are fighting and maybe I better help these guys and maybe I better use my voice here and here and here and here and risk it because I will have nothing tomorrow if we don't win. That's basically where we are. What you just said about Bobolinsky on Tucker Carlson. I mean, the idea, John, that this is happening, I still... I hope I never get over the horror of this corruption in the United States of America that we're seeing this in our lifetimes. Very tough to believe. Yeah, it really is. This is not your this is not your father's United States of America. This is your father's South Vietnam with the Reds rolling across the border. And far too many of our Republican leaders are acting like South Vietnamese generals, just stuffing suitcases with cash, cash, grabbing their prostitutes and getting onto helicopters. Well, look, there are tons and tons of Republicans who are gutless cowards, who are unworthy uh, to represent us. Um, So it's one thing to blame the Democrats, but the idea that there are so many Republicans who clearly don't care, they're looking the other way, they're taking their suitcases of cash, they're doing whatever they need to do because they don't care about you who have allowed them to be elected. So, again, we have to stand up and we have to fight because this is absolutely horrific. I mean, the Bobolinsky thing and that and that whole uh, the story of the Hunter Biden laptop, the idea that the media didn't cover that. That's kind of the biggest story of our time, frankly. I think back to the funeral of John McCain just before they interred him in that pyramid on the National Mall with 100 slaves and 100 horses just before they put him in the pyramid. Do you remember George Bush holding hands and snuggling with Michelle Obama. The whole bipartisan, disgusting American elite was there. Donald Trump was explicitly disinvited. Um, That was the American elite in all its bipartisan pustulance celebrating itself and its victory over us and the fact that they were going to nullify the 2016 election, pretend that Donald Trump had never been elected, pretend that the people had no voice, that they were going to be ruled from the top by their betters, by the elites of both parties of our disgusting oligarchy. Well, you know, um, the uh, I'm pretty sure Hieronymus Bosch, if were he alive today, would paint that picture of uh, Michelle Obama snuggling with George W. and company. That whole that whole scene is out of Hieronymus Bosch, if only he were alive. Folks, the question is, what are you doing about it? What are you going to do about it? You need to pray. You need to give money to good organizations. There's a lot you can do. We need you to do it. We'll be right back.
Hey, folks, have you done it? Did you do it yet? Did you do it yet? I'm going to keep bugging you. Did you Did you go to metaxastalk.com and give the lines defending freedom? Look, it's de rigueur. That's a French term, which means hurry up. Seriously, mm-hmm. the lines defending freedom, they're heroes. And I think part of what's happening in America right now is folks like us, all of us, are realizing we've got to do our part if you can keep it. Uh, we have a job to do to keep our liberties. And we've been told over the last decades, don't do anything, just move along, just to do what you're told. No, there are things we need to do. Um, and I think if we're going to be able to go forward as a free people, we have to do all these things uh, in different uh, ways at different times. But one of the things we have to do is give to the organizations that are fighting for us. Lions Defending Freedom, we mentioned them. They uh, defended our friend Jack Phillips, who was told, rem- remember this, right? He said, I'm a cake artist. I'm not just like baking stuff here. I'm like, I'm making these creations here, just the creations. And um, some vicious, uh, you know, LGBTQ activist said, we're going to make a, a, a lesson of you. We're going to punish you because you don't want to celebrate our same sex marriage. And he's saying, well, look, I, uh, there are other bakers in town, but in America, you can't force me to celebrate something that goes against my faith. And they said, you know, shut up and bake the cake or we're going to take you to. So basically who steps up for this guy to defend him and to defend all of us? Uh, because imagine going to a Jewish uh, a baker and saying, I want you to, to bake a cake celebrating uh, the PLO or celebrating something, celebrating this group that doesn't like you, you'd say, well, I, no, I don't have to do that. It's America, right? And they'd say, oh, yeah, you, you have to, if you don't do that, we're going we're gonna to bury you with legal costs. We're going to harm you. That's where we are. And it will happen to all of us one way or the other, which is why we need to do what we can. So the Alliance Defending Freedom, you got to go to metaxastalk.com. And I mean it, folks, when I say, please, everyone, do your duty Go to metaxastalk.com. Give what you can to the Alliance Defending Freedom. They are fighting for you, for your children, for your grandchildren. They're fighting for America. They're fighting for the Constitution. Uh, We've had them on. We'll have them on in the future. They are doing this. And if they weren't doing it, I don't know where we would be. I don't know where somebody like Jack Phillips goes. You lose your freedoms. This is what happens. So uh, you have to step up. Go to metaxastalk.com. Dot com. Click on the banner. Let me remind you also, uh, if you're able, go to SalemNow.com. There's a film there, No Vacancy, starring Dean Kane, Sean Young. We've talked about it on this program. There's a lot of stuff at SalemNow.com. Uh, earlier today, we talked uh, to our, our friend Bryce Eddy about the uh, border battle, the six-part series that's there. So No Vacancy is there. Um, and finally, let me remind you, Nutramedics.com, our friends, one of the sponsors on this program, they've decided that this month only they're doing 30% when you use the code Eric. That is a lot. 30% off of all the stuff that, you know, uh, you you may buy it at uh, GNC or Dwayne Reed or CVS. Instead of buying those things there or on Amazon, go to Nutramedics.com. The quality is better. 50% of the profits is used of their profits is used for third world missions. Kind of amazing. Nutramedics.com. Use the code Eric uh, and you will see 
obviously, that use the code ERIC is 30% off. And in closing, let me remind you, ADF, you got to go to metaxastalk.com. Please, ladies and gentlemen, go to metaxastalk.com. You'll see the banner. Please do what you can. We're grateful. Thank you. God bless you. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they say.